Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another knee-jerk stream for Game Week 10. Game Week 9, not quite over yet. We still have Spurs versus Fulham on Monday evening. But obviously, most of our players have played at this point. The most, most people, the most, most, most players people will have left is probably three, right? Spurs defender, Madison, Son. There might be some other players around, Leno, etc. But most of it is done in this point. So hopefully, we all did well. I actually did okay after the Salah brace again as the first game. But after that, the week actually went pretty decent. So I'm not actually too worried about not having Salah this week. And I guess the most important news is my wildcard is active. I hit the button last night. Um, I do have a little bit of wildcard wild regret. Because I feel like I could have got Salah for a minus four. Alvarez is still okay, and Burmo is probably still all right. But overall, I think it's the right decision. It was always the plan as well, so I've just stuck to that, basically. Um, but yeah, some good scores in the chat. 77 with Poro, Udogi, and Madison to play. 68 with three Spurs. Yeah, loads of people are going to have three Spurs left. 77 with Son, Udogi, and Madison. So I'm on 66 so far. So Turner, one point. <laughs> not great. All that worry about whether or not the match is going to be on. I only got one point. Pickford got two on my bench. Trippier, 10. Share, 7. My boring share move worked out better by four points than the alternative. So a lot of people were saying about doing Rashford to Jota. Jota didn't return. He got a clean sheet, so he finished on three. Rashford got two. But I brought share in for Botman and I benched Cash who didn't get a clean sheet and no attack and return so I'm four points up on that move so I'm quite happy about that uh, Udogi still to play Rashford awful Fernandez seven points in Burmo 14 points massive who needs Salah when you got in Burmo Son and Madison still to go Alvarez nine points and then Haaland captain with 16 so I think it's an I think it was an okay week for me I'm pretty happy with that to be honest I'm on a small green arrow up to 1.2 million-ish. I don't think I can go down in rank tomorrow, at least. I know a lot of people have got three spurs, but most don't have double defense. They've got Most people have double attack instead. So, yeah. I should have listened to you. I played cash and bench burn. Yeah, I mean, on another day, maybe it goes wrong. I just thought West Ham would score, and Newcastle clean sheet was like one of the most guaranteed this week, I think, against Crystal Palace. So it worked out pretty nicely in the end. I love your loyalty to players and content, but no salary. Yeah, I know. Is there any point in talking about no salary anymore? I mean, I've been over this like every week for the last four weeks. I told you I was going to get him in game week 10. Let's just, that's when I'm going to get him, right? Yes, Rashford is killing me. Correct. But he's going this week. As I said multiple times over the last couple of weeks. And look, not, not wildcarding in game week 8 has probably been, Salah's really the one that's killed it. Honestly. So I, I tweeted this earlier. He's got four goals in the last two games. Two penalties all of a sudden. And look, I'm not begrudging him scoring penalties. That's why we pick players. Like that. That's why I have got in Burmo, Fernandez, Son, Harland, etc. But to get two penalties in the two game weeks where a lot of people bought him in is a killer. He scored more goals in the last two weeks than he has the previous seven. So he had three goals up until game week seven. Now he's on seven, if I can uh, get it right. So yeah, he's been the killer. But I, like, if you look at the rest of wildcard eight teams... There's not really too much of a difference. Like, I had in Burmo, Fernandez, Rashford, a lot of people would have had what? Like Salah, Diaby who blanked, Ward Prowse who blanked. So it's not, it hasn't been a disaster this week. Last week was worse because people capped in Salah. And I think a lot less people capped in this week. So yeah, 
annoying really, but I don't think not I don't think not wildcarding in Game of Cake was that bad. Um and I'm gonna wildcard in Game Week ten instead. So yeah, pretty happy. Have you seen Holly's team? She managed to have Salah and Haaland. Uh I've not seen that team, no, but I mean loads of people have got Haaland and Salah, right? Up and ups and downs in Paris for England's capitulation yesterday. I didn't watch it, I was watching Man United instead, which was awful. 89 FPL, two to go, very nice. Uh, Scotland's day for my sister's birthday and found out we have another sprog on the way. Jeez, congratulations. What a weekend for you. 89 points. Massive. I don't know about the rest, but 89 points is great. Do you rate Douglas Louise yet? Uh, will Douglas Louise be in my wildcard 10 team? Absolutely not. Nope. So happy with 103 points. Damn. What are your thoughts on Madison to Martinelli? I'd rather have Madison, I think. You captain Salah? Yeah, like, I'm not saying no one's captain Salah, but a lot less people would have captained in this week compared to the previous week. What is the one surprise pick on your wildcard that you think is going to do well but isn't currently in the template wildcard team? Uh, there isn't any. <laughs> They're all pretty much templates, to be honest with you. There's no, there's no player... Like, my team right now is just a placeholder team. So it looks like this. So it's kind of pointless even going through it. They're just in there for potential. Like, I haven't sold Son and Madison because they've risen in price since I bought them. Same as Udoggy, same as Trippier and Alvarez but to be honest Madison Udoggy Trippi and Alvarez will probably not be in the final team I just don't want to sell them before I'm 100% on that basically will Diaby be on the wild card mm, not not necessarily to be honest like I I think I'm not I'm not really that keen on Diaby if I'm honest it's got to be one or two of Matoma Bowen and Diaby and I think Diaby might be the worst of those three but he might still make it. Depends on how I, I set it up. Like, I think I've got to have Watkins at this point. I did toy with getting Darwin Nunez instead, but I think I've probably got to get Watkins. Uh, it's hard to ignore. But getting but getting Watkins means a sacrifice somewhere, and I'm not quite sure what route to go down. So it either means losing Bowen, or it means going Palmer instead of, instead of Diaby, I think. And I just don't know if I want to do that. So it's tricky. The team value on extra points means wildcard eight was definitely worth it. Oh yeah, of course. Wildcard eight has done really well. I feel like I always I feel like I always wildcard the wrong week. I'm either a couple of weeks late or a couple of weeks too early. I just never get it exactly on the right one. And then I'm always playing catch up, but look, the only rank that matters is game week thirty eight anyway. Um yeah, I remember like maybe a season or two ago, I went for a wildcard in game week seven, I think. It was the first season Ronaldo was back at Man United. And I got two Chelsea defenders. And then a week later, everyone else wildcarded and got two different Chelsea. So I got Aspilicueta and Rudiger, I think. And then two weeks later, all of a sudden, Chilwell and James were options. Everyone wildcarded them in a week later. Absolutely smashed it. So it can happen. It can happen. Don't just ignore the team you see on the screen. Ignore, like, just ask me questions about wildcard in general. The team on screen is just for price changes. That's it. As I said straight away when I put it on the screen. So don't worry about the fact Haaland's not in there. That's just because he's not going to drop or rise in price and Watkins might go up. And I'm just not sure whether I definitely want to sell Alvarez, etc. But basically, the players in my wildcard are either, one, players I've got money tied up in and I don't want to sell them until the last minute just in case I decide to keep them. Or two, are players that are likely to go up in price and I don't want to miss those price rises in case I want to keep them in the team. That is it. How do you justify keeping Haaland if you won't be captain over the course of the next four to five game weeks? Uh, I mean, I will be captain him. I'll be captain him in game week 11 and even maybe game week 13 as well. 
And I'll definitely want him back by game week 16. So if I don't have him, that's probably two transfers already that I'm thinking about without anything else that might go wrong. Do you play to try and win or just to play? Uh, I think the answer is quite obvious, no? Can I make transfers now and then wildcard for the same game week to avoid price rises? Um, yes. Yeah. You can wildcard at any point before the deadline. 90 points, top 20k in the world. Nice. Udogi left. Happy days. Haaland isn't essential. No, no one's essential. Hoyland, sell or hold. Uh, I mean, the fixtures are good after Man City, but this week is not great. Like, I'd rather have Watkins or Darwin or probably Alvarez as well. I, I mean, do you know what? If you've already got him, though, I'd be tempted to hold and just hope for the best after Man City. But this week is not good at all. Like, Man City, like Man United, if they they were so bad against Sheffield United, it was awful. Man City will do do good things against them. Am I not considering going without Harden and Wildcard? I mean, I'm considering it, yeah. But I won't be doing it, I don't think. Hit the wildcard last week. Captain Salah this week. Still have Harlem, Bowen, and Son. And got Douglas Louise instead of Neto. Nice. Nice. That's a ridiculous week then. If you've got, if you got Douglas Louise. I don't mind Douglas Louise, but I just don't want him in my midfield, basically. Why are you dismissing Douglas Louise? Because I don't want him as... I don't think he's in my top five midfielders, basically. I mean, sure, if he keeps getting penalties, it'll be great. But if the penalties dry up... Then I don't think we'll be worried about him. I mean, to me, Douglas Louise is just like James Ward Prowse. James Ward Prowse, right, got a bunch of returns in a row. All of a sudden, he was essential, and now you don't even hear about him because he hasn't done anything for four weeks. And Douglas Louise could be exactly the same as that. Like, I think for 5.4 million, Louise is fine, right? He's a penalty taker that's nailed on. But if the options are Salah, if I've got Salah, Son, Saka, Bowen, and Mitoma, who, who goes for Douglas Louise? None of them, in my opinion. Again, and I'm going to have to... I feel like I'm going to have to say this a million times. This is not my wildcard team. This is just a placeholder team for price changes. What is the biggest upside with wildcard 10 instead of wildcard 8? Uh, well, I, well, there's no such thing as a time machine. So the biggest upside is if I don't use it in 10 and I don't use it before 20, I lose it. I mean, the the upside... The wildcard 10 upside just hasn't been there. Like, the hope was that you would hold players like Rashford and Fernandes for their good fixtures, and they do well, and they didn't do well. So, yeah, the, there is no upside in 10 over 8, to be honest with you. Like, 8 worked out really well. Price rises, um, getting rid of Man United players, getting Salah, captain in Salah instead of Son in game week 8. It just worked. So, yeah, there's no, there's no real upside now, to be honest. I mean, I'll get Gabriel, I'll get Simakas, I'll probably get Matoma... I say most people on Game Week 8 Wildcard haven't got them, but they'll have other players that are just as good for the next couple of weeks. So it's not a big deal. I, I don't get this. Like I keep seeing people say, Wildcard 8 did really well, so you're already behind, so there's no point in wildcarding, and that just makes absolutely zero sense. You either need a wildcard or you don't. It doesn't matter what everyone else has done. You just forget about that. Uh, Col uh, Col I was going to say Carlton Palmer. Early Cole Palmer thoughts are, I think he could be a great enabler. There is part of me that thinks he's 4.9 million. How can you ignore that? He's taken two penalties in a row. It feels like that's such a gift. I shouldn't ignore it. But at the same time, this is this is a run where Chelsea are about to go on that is really bad fixture-wise. Apart from, I mean, Brentford at home this week is okay. It's, it's what he enables, really. And I'm not completely against him. Like, if I... So... 
essentially, right, this this is roughly the team that I would like. So I'll just build it here. I'll just um, I'll run through it for those listening on podcast. So, oh, Taylor's already in, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Let me just put Cole Palmer in here. I'm not sure what to do with that kind of fourth defender. That's the only thing I'm a little bit unsure about. Obviously, Haaland would be in instead of Alvarez. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with Haaland. I don't think I'm going to go with that. And then I'd have 5.1 million to spend on this defender. I mean, it could be Zinchenko. Let's just put Zinchenko in for now. I'm not sure I'm going to double up on Arsenal defence. But let's just put him in for now. Even though he subbed at half-time. Not great. Um, so, yeah, potentially something like Turner, Ariola in goal. I'm not 100% sure I'll go with Turner. Uh, I feel like maybe I'd just go Ariola and just play him every week and go for a 3.9 to save a bit more money. But not 100% on that. Uh, Matty Cass, Charlie Taylor for 3.9 million. Uh, Simakas, Gabriel, Zinchenko. And then the midfield is Salah, Saka, Son, Bowen, Palmer. And then Archer, Watkins, Haaland. So Palmer lets me get Bowen and Watkins and still keep Matty Cash. Obviously, I'm not going to want to play him. I don't know. I mean, if he's going to get good minutes and he's going to keep penalties, then maybe you just play him in all of these games they've got coming up. But I just look at it like Spurs away, Man City at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, Man United away, to Chelsea. It's not, it's not great. It's not great. So I'm not sure whether I definitely want him. Like, it, you know, do I, def, do I need Matty Cash? Do I need Bowen? That's they're, they're kind of questions that I'm asking myself. Um, the alternative is something like Matoma in this spot instead of Palmer. I know no one's going to like this, but I am toying with going with Pau Torres over Matty Cash. And here's my reasoning, right? And before anyone says it, Matty Cash is amazing. If you got Matty Cash for 4.5, 4.6, 4.7, 4.8, I'm sure you want to keep hold of him. But I bought him for 4.9 million. So my selling price is 5. Pau Torres is 0.5 less. That's quite a lot of money. Now, the next three fixtures are fantastic for Aston Villa. Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home. Can Matty Cash get lots of attacking returns? He can, of course, right? But I feel like if you can survive these three games, I think you're then better off with Pau Torres instead of Cash because you've got 0.5 to spend elsewhere. Because Spurs away, no clean sheet. Bournemouth away could be okay. Man City, no clean sheet. Arsenal, no clean sheet. Brentford away is okay. But again, I don't think it's necessarily a guarantee of a clean sheet. You probably then don't want your Avila play really until maybe Sheffield United at home in 18, Burnley at home in 20. I just feel like it's easier to hold Powell Torres on the bench than it is Matty Cash if you didn't get him until late. Again, if you got him cheaper, this doesn't apply to you. Um, so that's what I'm kind of considering just to get Matoma in instead of Kyle Palmer. But then you've got to start dropping like Zinchenko to a 4 million defender and i, I just power torres simicas and gabriel that just feels way too risky so something has to give so either watkins needs to be changed to someone cheaper palmer has to go in instead of matoma or bowen goes to someone cheaper like diaby so that's another option is to put diaby in next to matoma and then have i don't know a defender around 4.5 million i don't know like gay or something like that from crystal palace or Bowen goes back in and I drop Son. But I'm not sure. I don't really want to do that, if I'm honest. Because I think he could be captain in game week 13. And Palace away, Chelsea own walls away aren't that bad. So, there's, there's some big decisions to be made. 
Palmer instead of instead of Matoma, Diaby instead of Bowen, or just drop Son, or just drop or just drop Watkins. Uh, that feels very hard to do. Uh, you don't fancy Darwin over Watkins. I think if Darwin Nunez gets eighty plus minutes in the next three game weeks, he can match Watkins. I think that's possible, but he's not guaranteed eighty plus minutes next three. But it is a tempter. Watkins is just getting to the point now where Watkins is so highly earned. Obviously, you shouldn't take ownership into account, but it does play on your mind. Like you look at Liverpool's fixtures next three. Forest at home, Luton away, Brentford at home. I think Darwin can match him. I think it's possible if the minutes are there. And Man City away is not great in 13. He might not start that because of international duty. Like, I think Watkins has got Spurs away in game week 13. And then after, it's Fulham at home, Sheffield United Palace away, which is better than what Villa have got. So I think longer term, there's a chance that Darwin does better. But I think if I go without Watkins, I then leave it very hard for myself to get him in. But I don't know. I mean, Arsenal, they got... A, so Villa have got to play Spurs in game week 13, Man City in 15, and Arsenal in 16. It's, it's the next three weeks. It's these three weeks, which is tricky. So that's kind of... That's really the only decisions I'm making. I think Salah, Saka, Haaland, Simakas, Gabriel, probably Charlie Taylor, um, Ariola are the only ones that are locked in, I would say. Everything else is kind of up for debate and up for discussion. Why not Douglas Luiz now? I mean, look, here's, here's what I'll say back to everyone now talking about... Would we be talking about Douglas Luiz if he hadn't got a brace today? I suspect not. I suspect not. So I feel like it's a lot of recency bias that is now making Douglas Dewey's part of the conversation. And I, I don't think he should be... I, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's so bad that you shouldn't give him any thought, but I just I just don't really want him in my team. I feel like if I'm going to go cheap to enable everything else, I just go 0.5 cheaper and get Cole Palmer. Archer covers fairly decent if he gets suspended. Out for Palmer later down the line, possibly. If yeah, I'd rather just get Palmer now, I think. How do you think Brighton's new injuries will affect the team selections for FPL? So, um, Welbeck's injured. I don't know how long he's out for, but I haven't seen it talked about much. So, presumably, he's not that bad. If Welbeck is out for a while, then it, it makes Evan Ferguson's minutes better. But I don't trust him. I just think he seems to be a bit prone to picking up small injuries. And I think because they manage him, they might still manage him even with Welbeck out. Because they could play João Pedro up front and someone else number 10. So I think it would be good for Ferguson's minutes, but I'm not sure it's enough where I would trust him. I think João Pedro probably, his minutes go up as well. So he's interesting to look at. Uh, and the big one is Solly March. He does look like he's going to be out for a while based on what De Zerbi said. And it's probably a Dingra whose minutes go up and he's only 5 million. So it could be that he's the punt instead of Palmer. A Dingra for Brighton could be an option. He's played back-to-back -back 90 minutes. So he's definitely someone to look at. I mean, Brighton's fixtures are great. No one's really talking about them because we've all a lot of people have sold them because of their bad fixtures. But this was one of the reasons why Wildcard 10 looked good because of Brighton's fixtures. But then Estupinian got injured, so that was kind of another kick in the teeth. But they've got Fulham at home, Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Forest away, next four. It's one of the reasons I really like Matoma because I think Imbermo's great and I want him back for game week 14. So it's like the perfect time to switch back. So that's why I like Matoma. Matoma is like my switch back to to Imbermo. And also, right, you know like how we keep talking about minute... Do you know what? I'll go to the other screen a second. Let me just see. Hopefully this is... Yeah, yeah. 
this is better um we keep talking about you know brighton's minutes and they're gonna get rotated and stuff like that but look at oh i can't bring it up it doesn't show on the screen anyway i'll read basically right the long and the short is matoma has played 90 minutes in seven of the nine games he played 80 in another one of them the only game he's played less is against bournemouth which is 45 minutes so he came off the bench and got 14 points so matoma's minutes are actually pretty damn good and i think that will probably continue and i just think these four fixtures are just kind of too nice to kind of turn down so he's a real tempter for me and i think the switch then will be to Imbermo in 14 but yeah edingra could be the punt could be the punt you don't need to stress on because of one game week captaincy. Madison or something should be fine. Yeah, but I'm not going to have Madison either. I mean, to be honest, the, by the way, the backup for game week 13, if if um, if I don't have Son for captaincy, is just to captain Harden against Liverpool after the international break. I mean, look, there's other options, right? Saka against Brentford away is, is okay. Not amazing, but it's okay. I could get in Rashford for Everton away. Uh, there's, there's options, right? And also, it's bear worth bearing in mind, everyone's going to be in the same boat, right? It's not like other people have different fixtures to choose from. So apart from worrying about Song Captain, most people will probably just go for Haaland. If they don't have Haaland, they might just Captain Salah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think Song playing up front is, is so good. He's gone up so much in price as well. Okay, but let's just say for argument's sake, I'm going to drop Song. Then what does the team look like then? Okay, here's something actually. Let me show you this. I was... I was um, Looking at this earlier, people are going to hate this, but I'm going to show you anyway. <laughs> I, I can I can hear the comments already. So Bowen goes in. Um, I put cash back in as well. I think I've got. Let me just put Gay in here. I, I don't know. Has anyone got a better four point five million keeper? If Bruno Fernandez drops in price, which he looks like he's going to before the next, before the deadline, I can afford this team, and so I could just keep hold of Fernandez. So cash. So Cash, Taylor, Simicast, Gabriel, and Gay, any 4.5 million defender. And then Salah, Saka, Matoma, Bowen, Fernandez, and then Watkins and Haaland up front. So drops on and go for Fernandez, which I know sounds crazy, but I've still got a bit of faith in Fernandez. Because he's still on penalty. Like, look what's just happened, right? Salah's got a brace two games in a row. How has he got that? Penalties. Fernandez is going to get penalties at some point. His stats are still good. And I think he just will he will tick over enough that he's he's an okay option i'm not saying he's better than son I'm, I, in fact i'm not saying that at all i don't think that i think son is better for sure but it just it just enables the rest of the team a little bit more that's all i mean it could be madison it could be madison instead of fernandez it doesn't have to be him but i have considered like getting rid of son this is what i'm saying right something has to be sacrificed We've not even talked about Trippier. Trippier hasn't been mentioned once. I, I don't think I can have Trippier in this team at all. And look at his recent scores. That just feels horrible. It was absolutely horrible. But so may, maybe Son is the make weight that that makes all this happen. You need a Spurs player. You don't need a Spurs player. It's, that's not how it works. You don't need one. You tweeted watching Man United isn't fun yet. You're considering Bruno. Why do you do it to yourself? Because deep down, I still think he's a good FPL option. To be honest with you. And we we shouldn't forget that Man United's fixtures coming up are pretty good. I I know. Uh, do you know? I, I don't even know. Why I'm, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself because they've just played Sheffield United and they were absolutely awful. But deep down, I know they can do better. 
and Fulham away, Luton at home. I mean, is it even that good? It's really the Luton fixture, I think. Because Fulham and Everton are both away. And either side of that is Man City, Newcastle away, Chelsea. So maybe not actually that good. I just think all it takes is a couple of penalties and suddenly people change their mind on Fernandes. Could put that spot to a dinger and get Trippier and Son back, I think. Which which spot, though? The, the Madison spot? I mean, yeah, I mean, I could go for a dinger and Matoma. That would let me have... That would, al- that would almost let me get Trent in. I mean, I could get Trent if I went for... I could get Trent in if I went for Cash to Power Torres, for example. I don't know. Th- this is what I was saying about Wildcard 10. There's a lot. I think there's a lot more different routes you can go than Wildcard 8. It doesn't mean you're going to get more points, but there is a little bit more to think about. Bruno uh, created 27 chances this season, only to have two assists. Well, let's have a look at his... Let's have a look. So, so far, he's on... 2.7 expected goals. He's got two goals. He's on 3.1. So basically, his combined expected goal involvement is about six. He's got four returns. Plus, obviously, he's on penalties too. And obviously, instead of Trent, it could be it could be um, Trippier. What happens when Robertson's back? I mean, it's months away. <laughs> so you just you just sell Simicast, right? The the only problem with this team, by the way, is who do you bench? Who do I bench in game week 10? Because obviously Saka, Bowen and Sally you'd want to play. Same as Trent. Cash you've got to play. It's Luton at home. And then Matoma and Adingra against um, Fulham at home. You'd probably want to play both of them. So you've got to bench one of Simicast or Gabriel straight away, which isn't great. In fact, it, with this team, I'd probably bench Gabriel twice in a row. No, I couldn't though. It's Sheffield United at home. Maybe I'd just bench Adingra. Trippy will hurt your team the most. Difficult home games equals more defensive approach by Eddie Howe. Um yeah again the only the only counter to that is they played liverpool at home they conceded twice they played villa at home they conceded um i mean the the only other home games they've they've got clean sheets in are palace but burnley and brentford right they're all good fixtures i i honestly think trippier is the perfect example of why fixtures matter He's returned five games in a row against Brentford, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Palace. He's blanked against Villa, Man City, Liverpool, Bryant. All good attacking teams. Maybe four of the best attacking teams in the league. But they've still got to play... Not the top four, by the way. Um, They've still got to play Arsenal, Chelsea and Man United. Now, I think Newcastle can win most of those games. Maybe not the Arsenal one. But Chelsea and Man United, they've definitely got a good chance. But I think both those teams can score. I think they lose the clean sheet there. But look, again, Trippy is great. Trippy is great, but something has to give. You can't have every single player on wildcard. It's impossible without getting rid of Haaland. But then it's like, well, then you've got, not got Haaland. So should have gone for McTominay. Yeah. I mean, I should have gone for Dallow. Remember I was talking about the Dallow punt instead of Cher? Alvarez is a gift too good to be ignored. There you go. There's another player not on the wildcard. Chelsea and Man United are not the best attacking teams. I still think they both score against Newcastle. I've got a good chance to, anyway. The tri- like, Trippy is brilliant. Like, honestly, you don't have to tell me that. I know that, right? I mean, I was talking about him before they even got their first clean sheet. I said, after Brighton, then you need to- Maybe not for Brentford, I said, but then you need to start thinking about him. And at that point, all the stats came out. Newcastle have only got two clean sheets in the last 20 games, etc. And then, boom, look what's happened. If fixtures matter, why not go about Haaland? Well, fixtures do matter, but so does the player. And Haaland, 
I mean, I wouldn't say anyone's fixture-proof. But here's the reason why I'd want Haaland, right? Captain game week 11 against Bournemouth at home. Maybe captain game week 13. And I'm going to want him back. I mean, game week 15, Villa away, maybe he's not needed for that game. But I'm definitely going to want him back for game week 16. So if I wildcard him out now, in one, two, three, four, five, six game weeks time. I mean, 10 to 16, yeah, six. Um, that's two transfers to get him back. So is it worth it? Probably not. And, and honestly, I don't think you gain enough by not by having no Haaland. I really don't think you gain enough. Like, if we go back to my... Let me just go back to this team a sec, right? So instead of a Dingra... Okay, let's, let's just go for... I'm just, no, do you know what? I'm going to put Madison. It's less comments. So let's say this is my team. By dropping Haaland, what do I... I mean, you maybe do gain enough. You get Son instead of Madison. And you get, what, Trippier or Trent instead of Gay. Is that enough to drop Haaland to an Alvarez? Debatable, I would say. I, I just don't think you gain enough. But obviously, it's gone really well the last two weeks for people. So, am I not tempted to get Wood in? I, I was for... I did mention him for game... Once uh, Aaron E got injured. But that was for game week nine. I wouldn't get him going forward, no. Yeah, you could go for Darwin for sure. Could work out. You're definitely pre-booking like two to three chances to get him back in for game week 16. I mean, he hasn't been... He hasn't been great. Like, he's accumulated... 0.32 expected goals last three games. Mental. Um, but again, we're only again we're only sat here talking about Harden out because he's blanked two of the last three, and he's the kind of player that could easily just get a few goals next game, and all of a sudden we need him back. I just I just don't really want to go about him. Like the closer you get to game week sixteen, the less viable it is to remove him because you're going to want him back. The gain you can make over the wild... I, but the thing is, I'm not interested in trying to make gains over the wildcard template. I just want to pick the players that I think are the best. I don't really care what everyone else is doing. And if, if, if clean sheets are scarce, then surely you just go for the cheapest goalkeepers. Like If they're scarce, why would you pay more for the, for the same? I'm a little bit worried about Areola because West Ham's defence has been really bad this year. They're one of the worst teams for expected goals conceded. But they have already played Chelsea, Brighton, Man City, Liverpool, Newcastle, and Villa. The fixtures are about to get a lot better. So I just don't want to overthink that. Ariola's in. Ariola is in. He's staying. Uh, Tom Meany. Did you sell in Burmo for a hit? I'm sure you were talking about that. Son, Fernandez, Hoyland, Kulisewski to Salah, Watkins, Palmer, Douglas, Louise, minus 12. I don't think that needs a minus 12. You don't need to get rid of Son. I don't think. I feel like you can. I feel like you can get Salah for less than a minus twelve. That, that just sounds crazy to me. Maybe wildcard. Remember, fifteen months. Thank you very much. I've sent you a DM on Instagram. Reasonings for no harm. If you want to make content on it, please check it out. I mean, the reason for no harm is to spread the money around. But I just, I just don't think you gain enough. Like I said. Thoughts on Socek? Um, he's okay, but I think Palmer might be better with penalties. To be honest, although the West Ham fixtures are much better than what Chelsea have. I think Socek's an option as long as he keeps playing in a more advanced role. Will that continue? I can't um I can't tell you. I don't know. I do not know. Who would you say is the most essential midfielders from game week ten? The the only three right now well, the only two right now that I know are gonna be on my wild card are Salah and Saka. 
I like Bowen, Matoma, Diaby, Palmer, Adingra, Son, Madison, Fernandez. Like they could all be on it, but the only two I know I'm gonna have if they're fit is Salah and Saka. Would you keep the faith with Diaby? He's got Luton at home. That's all you need to know. Any chance of Son not playing tomorrow? I would say not much of a chance if he's fit. No, he'll almost certainly start. Do you think Martinelli is a good shout because Jesus is back in good fixtures? <laughs> I quite like Martinelli for the price, but I feel like for 0.4 million less, you get Bowen. And I think with the fixtures the West Ham... Look, obviously, Arsenal do have some great fixtures as well. But so do West Ham. And Bowen's more nailed for minutes. And his, his underlying numbers are just better this season as well. Martinelli like, hasn't really impressed that much. I don't, there's something about Arsenal where they're doing really well. Like... I know people are going to mention Man United. They have been awful. I feel like Arsenal just haven't been as good as they were last year in attacking sense. There's just a few games where I've just thought it's not quite working. Which I know sounds crazy because they're doing really well, right? Um, where are they? Are they second? Yeah. Same points as Man City. They scored 18 goals. Only one less than Man City. Two less than Liverpool. Aston Villa have scored 23 goals. They're second. That's mad. But I don't know. They just think about art. It's just, I, but I, but I still really like Saka. But for all the reasons I mentioned before, Marseille just not quite so sure about him. I do think he's one of the better differentials, though. Like if you're looking to do something a bit different on the wild card, not many people I think are going to be looking at him. Same with Trent as well. Harden has had very low xG the last few games. He's not in form. I'd rather wait till De Bruyne is back, who can assist him. Yeah, but how many games does De Bruyne play? Because Harden's still got eight goals, and De Bruyne hasn't been around for many of them. If straight choice between Trippier and Spurs midfielder, which would you choose? Uh, I'd choose Son over Trippier, for sure. Probably Madison as well. Mm, maybe a bit closer there. Thoughts on Gordon? Think he's good for the price? Really good enabler? Price changes are so crucial. I have Harden, Darwin, Watkins, Salah, Son, Saka, Bone. Very nice. Uh, is Neto not in your thoughts? Not really, to be honest. This is basically my Game Week 8 wildcard. Why did you wait? Well, you had, you had Simicast on your Game Week 8 wildcard. I find that hard to believe. You had Gabriel, probably not. You definitely didn't have Saka. You didn't have Matoma either. Maybe you had Bowen. I don't know. The only, good thing, the only other good thing about for Game Week 8 wildcard is they've also got two transfers to use now as well. So it's a really good position to be in. Time for Ward-Prowse to go. I mean, look, if you've watched my videos for a while, I don't really rate Ward-Prowse as an FPL option. I don't think I ever have. Um, like I think he's okay for 6.3 million. And to be honest, his, his numbers are pretty good this season. I, I think if you've held on to him this long, you just keep him. Like Everton at home, Brentford away, Forest at home, Burnley away. Like This is the good fixture run for, for West Ham. I think one thing... Look, there's, <laughs> it's hard to say anything negative about Wildcard 8 because it's worked out so well. But I do think a few players were brought for later fixtures which obviously you've got to think about but take west ham for example ward prowse if you got him on wildcard eight you bought him in for newcastle at home and villa away not great fixtures on paper the good ones are from game week 10 onwards and it's a similar situation with villa i know watkins has done really well but cash and diaby have both blanked the last two games wolves away west ham at home they're okay on paper but Luton at home forest away fulham at home that's the really good fixtures so i think if you're getting cold feet on your Villa and West Ham players because you got them around game week 8 now is the time to probably keep hold of them I guess with someone like Ward Prowse 
like it's easy to fall into the trap of well the next fixture's good so i gotta keep him i get it right there's always there's always a new shiny toy to go for but i don't know if you've got a spare transfer you can get rid of him but if you've got one free transfer i'd probably roll rather than sell him you were saying Han and Captain over game, Salah game at nine. How did you not see that coming? I just didn't predict that Salah would get a penalty and Han wouldn't and that Everton would go to down to 10 men at half to, uh, for like the whole second half. Just didn't predict that. Uh, 0.1 million off Madison to Saka. Who out of cash, you doggy burn, would you change to Simicast to fund? Uh, burn, probably. Burn or doggy? Uh, it's close. I'd probably, probably burn, I think. Sonny March has done his AC out. Adingra will be nailed right wing. I wouldn't say he'd be nailed. I wouldn't say that about any Brighton player. Um, he, well, maybe maybe Matoma I would. But yes, I do think Adingra's minutes go up a good bit. One problem with the front three is I want Trippier back in game week 15, 16, and it's tricky getting there with three cheap defenders. Darwin down to 4.5, and my 4.5 up to Trippier isn't ideal. The other thing about a front three... And look, I think Harlan Watkins Alvarez could be good. Like, if you think if you got Alvarez for six point five million, then he's definitely comparable to like a Diaby or a Ward Prowse or whoever, right? The problem is he's a little bit more expensive than them. And then it's also what midfield did you get that's comparable to someone like Archer? Now I know Archer's probably not going to get a huge amount of points, but I still quite like him for four point five. Whereas if you go for someone like Palmer, he costs four point nine. So Archer and Diaby. Is quite a bit cheaper than, or it's cheap enough anyway where it makes a difference compared to Alvarez and, and Cole Palmer. Did I get that right? Yeah, Diaby and Arch, yeah. Now you could just go for a midfield dud, but I don't know. Could Archer get you out of a tight spot at some point? Possibly, possibly. I mean, midfielders for 4.5 and under, like Saar is 4.6 at Spurs. He plays pretty regularly. Not going to get a huge amount, but you never know. Uh, Anderson at Newcastle is not exactly nailed. But he's only 4.4. Nakamba's 4.4. McAtee got the assist against Man United. His minutes are pretty good. Could be an option, maybe. So you, you could go for that up front. I, the reason I'm still so keen on 3-5-2 is I just feel like there's so many more players you can turn to compared to 3-4-3. What's the best draft with Trippier? Uh, just change a few of these players around, basically. Get rid of Bowen, maybe. Upgrade one of your defenders. I don't think there is a best draft. Just put him in and then see what you've got to downgrade. I mean, if I was going for Trippier, um, you know, straight away I've got to free up 1.9 million. So I'm probably dropping, I don't know, Madison down to a 6.1. I'd probably just get rid of Cash as well. Put in Pau Torres and go for a 6.6. The RB, maybe if you could find 0.1 million from somewhere else. Maybe an option. Son in Burma Alvarez for Bowen Matoma Watkins minus four. Yeah, I guess so. Just about, maybe. I think I think your original players are still not bad, to be honest. And they save you four points. Yeah, but Sars 4.6 now. Is Simicas going to play for Liverpool? Uh, he played yesterday, although he did come off in the 61st minute. Which maybe is a little bit worried. Uh, worrying. So we can safely say Wildcard 8 is better. Yes, how many times do we have to say it? Congratulations, Wildcard 8. You did very well. Um, th this is going to go on for like another 10 weeks. I said this on the deadline stream. People just people just don't forget. They want to constantly go on and on and on uh, about the same thing. I, I guess I do go on about James Ward-Prowse. 
I've still got people saying, why didn't you go for Salah in game week one? Like, we're in game week 10 now. Let it go, people. Salah will be going to AFCON. Don't forget that. Yeah, I guess that's quite a while away, though. I don't know your back six. I seriously rethink the goalkeeper options. I have Turner and Ariola. Wish I didn't. Yeah, but who would you have instead? Who would you have instead? And which defenders would you have? What benefits are there to wildcard now rather than after a few games? It doesn't feel essential to me. If you don't need it, you shouldn't use it, basically. I haven't removed Son, no. Is Trent worth it on a non-Harland draft? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're, going, if you're not going Trent and you're going no Harland, what, what are you doing it for? Trippier, I guess, would be the only other thing. Darwin instead of Watkins enables me Trippier. Would you go for it? I, I don't know if I would, to be honest. I, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not sure about Trippier. I, I this part of me, and look, this is very easy to say now because I don't have to make the decision until until Friday. But there's part of me that's quite comfortable selling. Comfortable is maybe the wrong word, but I just feel pretty okay with selling Trippier. But he's so. He's been so good. Maybe that's completely wrong. Whereas so many other people just are desperate to get him in or desperate to keep him. I mean, we, we know how good he is. He could absolutely get points against all of Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man United. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle keep at least one, maybe even not two clean sheets there. Then you got Bournemouth and Trippier. I, I do get it. But again, just to go back to what I said earlier, something has to give. You cannot have everyone in this draft. I think I think my long-term plan or my long-term thoughts would be to have a way to get Trippier back, which may involve selling Watkins down to someone cheaper. I'm not quite sure exactly how it would work, but I would definitely give it some consideration. Do you think it's time to move on from Spurs players in the next coming game weeks? I don't think there's any rush, but on wildcard, I probably would only have one max. Yes, yeah, so I've activated the wildcard. Yeah. Uh, wildcard 10 allows Brighton way better than the other wildcard. Yeah, but, I mean, there's no Eschepinian. You're not going for a goalkeeper, so really it's just Matoma. And it's Matoma versus whoever wildcard 8 have already got. So, it's probably not a huge amount of points in it, to be honest. Simicast only subbed off because Everton went down to 10 men and parked the bus. You're definitely captain in Harlem versus a shaky Onana. I I'm going to definitely captain Salah this week. But I, I don't hate that at all, obviously, going for Harland. They could do really well. Matoma versus Diaby, who would you choose? I think I'd go Matoma. People don't understand hindsight slash probability. Sticking with Bruno made perfect sense. Great fixtures just because the points didn't work out doesn't make it a bad decision. Yeah, but I don't I don't think I really want to get into it. But yeah, I, I somewhat agree with you, yeah, for sure. I mean obviously it's, yeah. Yeah. I think I think Fernandez was fine to keep as well. Just one of those things. Doesn't work out. Happens in FPL. Happens a lot. It's probably worth having AFCON at the back of your mind. It's not just Salah and Burmo and Adingra already in the conversation. Don't want to overcommit. Yeah, but I think I think Salah would I think Salah out just enables so many funds elsewhere. You'll probably be fine. You'll want in Burmo because of the double game week, or at least I will. So I'm not hugely worried. I don't think Adingra is going to be a massive I don't know player in our teams or anything like that. I like I did, yeah maybe it should be slightly in the back of our minds but i don't think it's going to be a huge issue and it's still quite a way away to be honest what's your team value looking like i think it's 100.7 once you sell everyone can we still sell Harden on wildcard 10 yeah you can if you want thoughts on bringing in oliver mcburney from sheffield united penalty taker extraordinaire nice penalty against man united uh, do you know what? i don't even know how much he is but i don't think he's going to be worth an option he also went off i don't know if he was injured or just tired 
He's not flat. 5.4 minute. I just there's just no chance I would buy Ollie McBurney. That's his first goal of the season, by the way. Like if you're going that cheap, I would take a punt on Jao Pedro. Jao Pedro for 5.3 million. I mean, maybe that's the enabler. Maybe 3-4-3. Three, three. And him as the second. Him as the third striker. I mean, does that allow you to do anything interesting? Probably not. Um, like if you put Car in fact, if you put yeah, if you put Palmer in, then you then you get Simicass. Uh, sorry, then you get Trippier, and you still got 0 0.9 million to spend somewhere else. So you could look at something like that. But do you know, do you really want to play Jao Pedro or Cole, Cole Palmer every single week? Probably not. I still just don't trust Jao Pedro's minutes. Unfortunately, he has started the last two games. 5.3 penalty taker with the fixtures Brighton have got. Tricky. Tricky. I'd rather have Jao Pedro as an eighth attacker, but money is already tight, so I just can't do it. Alvarez is only six points behind Harden. is half the price. Yeah, Alvarez is really good. Like This is why I said earlier I've got a little bit of wild card regret because Alvarez is decent. And Burma could tick over over the next four weeks. Like the fixtures aren't there, but he's nailing on on penalties. Like... Maybe I could have got, got away without it. Kept Trippier. Although I probably would have had to sell Trippier, actually, but still. Uh, Tom, how is it going? Best of luck on wildcard. I kept him. Oh, you kept him. Nice. You've done the minus 12 already. Oh, my God. It's done. Sunday night. Palmer is a great enabler. You're loving that FPI is back. I hope it works out for you. Son in Burma, Alvarez. For, oh, yeah, I did that one already. Uh, in Burma for Sterling, smart for the money. I, I wouldn't be looking to buy either in Burma or Sterling right now, I would say. Alvarez versus Darwin versus Watkins. I mean, I think Watkins is definitely the best options of them. Obviously, he's the more, most expensive as well. I got no interest in Jacob Murphy because Amron can play that position as well. Gordon's the only midfielder I'd be looking at from Newcastle, I think. As a Man United fan, I've told myself to never buy a Man United player so I don't get double disappointment when United blank. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of people, a lot of people um, play like that. I, I try and not really get too frustrated or wound up by what's happened. Like, if Fernandez looks like an option on wildcard because they got the fixtures after the Man City game, then I consider it. Like, if it was him versus Madison, I'd give that some serious thought. But I don't think Man United players are high up my priority list of, of options for wildcard 10, that's for sure. You could get Louise and Cash in with that 0.9. Well, I could get Cash anyway, yeah. Douglas Louise, yeah. Did we start... Preparing for City's double game week? Nah, no, nah, I think it's way too early for that. We talked about Adingra already. You might want to get Palmer in for Derby just to cover the price rise. Yeah, I think Madison's the problem for my team. I kind of want to sell Madison, but I've got 0.1 wrapped up in him. I just don't see me going with Madison on wildcard, so I should really just sell him. This is the team, like I said, placeholder just for price changes, and that's it. Should you chase price rises on wildcard? Absolutely, yes. Uh, Antonio's not an option, I don't think. Okay, what else have we got here? Have you seen the Palmer Palace defender rotation? It's really good. I have, yes. But that means you're playing 4-4-2 of a Palace defender quite a few weeks. I'm not sure that interests me that much. You forgot about the deadline again. Richarlison captain. Oof, good luck. Would I play a Newcastle or Spurs defender next week? I mean, it depends which defender. Like, I'd definitely play Trippier ahead of all of them. But if I had Porro, I'd play him ahead of Dan Byrne, I think. How about 3-4-3 three, three with Alvarez, Harden, and Watkins up front? Yeah, definitely could work. Adingra and Trippier versus Diaby and Saliba. Ooh, good question. 
I mean, if Adingra plays regularly, then him and Trippier are probably slightly better. Is Johnston being overlooked? Yes, but only because Ariel is 4.2 million, so I think it's fair. Can you ever look at my team for some advice? 20k overall. If you're 20k, you don't, you don't need any thoughts from me. I'm, a, I'm just an idiot who's 1.2 million. I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, I wouldn't keep par on wildcard, no. But I did look at um, I did look at the next few weeks, and I, I could see myself bringing Poro in at some point. What's a placeholder squad? But again, well, I haven't talked about it for a while. I guess some new people have tuned in. Essentially, this team is either players that are going to rise in price or players that I've got money tied up in that I don't want to sell until I'm absolutely certain I don't want them. That's it. Uh, Villa are great, yeah. I didn't watch the game, but Villa are great in general. How many games will you start Turner, assuming him and Ariola both keep starting? Uh, I haven't looked. I haven't even looked into it, to be honest, but I'll probably just start Ariola every game. But to be honest, for 0.1 million to have a second playing goalkeeper, it's just worth it. Even if there's a risk that he loses his place. I mean, if it gets down to it and I've got the exact squad I want, but I need 0.1 million, then maybe I'll sell Turner. But for now, I think it's worth keeping hold of him. Because you never know what might happen to Ariola. Yes, I've activated my wildcard. How about no, nah, no Han? I don't think I would go three four three. I mean, who would it be? Watkins, Alvarez, and Darwin. Then spread the money around. It could work. Could work. Should Matoma be a priority ahead of Bowen? Not convinced by that. I think money no object. I'd probably go Bowen instead. Trippier and Van Dyke take too much of my money. Do I sell Van Dyke to Simicast? I think if Simicast is going to keep playing, he's much, much, much better value than Van Dyke. Son to Saka worth it? Um. Look, if Son gets a brace tomorrow, you probably wouldn't want to do that, I reckon. I think Son's one of those players where I definitely wouldn't rush to get rid of him. And the thing is, I was talking earlier about, you know, Fernandes is on penalties, so it could be better than Madison, etc. Son could be on penalties as well. That would be huge. I think what would be ideal for Game Week 10 wildcarders is for Spurs to finally get a penalty tomorrow when Son and Madison are both on the pitch and just see who takes it. Because if Madison takes it, whole different conversation i'd probably ditch sean keep madison and just go for that team earlier that i had with fernandez i'm pretty sure that's what i would do like if tomorrow madison takes a penalty and it looks like he's first choice not just that they're sharing or whatever then i think i'd probably go for a team like this I, I, by the way i hate on wildcard having to worry about price change because you're constantly having to put together the same team you already had anyway it's super annoying but that's what it that's how it is um, Harlan will come in as well. Also, the other worry about having a placeholder team is what if you like? I mean, I, I guess I'm not likely to miss the deadline, but I don't know. Something happened. And then Gabrielle, probably. Do you know what? If I had the money, I'd be tempted to keep you, doggy. I don't think I will, but there'll be a little bit of a temptation. Like Palace away, Wolves away, even Villa at home is not that bad. I mean, it's not, it's not easy, but it's okay. I'd probably go for something like this if Madison was penalty taker. But even then, for 0.4 million more, you get Fernandez penalty taker as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But honestly, Pau Torres and Fernandez, I'm, I'm very tempted. Very tempted to do something like that. But how many players am I then keeping from my current team? One, two, three, four four five ten changes seems seems good enough thoughts on Eshapini on a wild card 10 look i just think he's not even been back in the squad yet so the chances of him starting 10 aren't very high 
Um, the fixtures are pretty good after that. But I just wouldn't risk it, I don't think. It, like, it's, it's tempting because he's he's a great price. He's so attacking. But, like, if he's not even back in the squad for 10, who knows when he might be back? Son's on penalties. We don't know that for sure, though. Like, I agree. I will completely agree. I think Son is probably first choice. But who knows? Who knows in this crazy world? Uh, Stig, thank you very much. Any other options for 4 million defenders? Well, after I tweeted to say that I would definitely would not pick Lascelles, maybe Lascelles is an option. I mean, Botman's going to be out for another two weeks. So Lascelles should start both of those games. I still just think long-term, would I really want him in my squad? Probably not. Yeah, Bruno is about to drop in price, for sure. And I think if... where oh, I can't remember where I saved 0.3 million before now. But yeah, if he drops in price, I've only got a four. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he drops in price, then I can afford this squad. If he drops to 8.3, then I can afford this squad. With cash as well. That's pretty tempting. Oh, Branthwaite's not a bad shout. The only problem is, I mean, look, it's a 4 million defender, so maybe it doesn't matter a huge amount. But Everton's fixtures are pretty poor overall. Like West Ham away, Brighton at home, Palace away, Man United at home, Forest away, Newcastle at home, Chelsea at home, Burnley away, Spurs away, Man City at home. Like their best, their best games are all away from home for a long time. That he's a four million pound playing defender, so you probably don't want to put too much thought into it. He's fine. Uh, that backline is terrible, especially as playing two up front. You'd have to be sorry. Cash doesn't convince me at all. So I spoke about this earlier. I think I think there is reason to think about Pau Torres or even Konza instead. Is it, I think it's funny that everyone got cash, myself included, by the way, because of the attacking potential. And this week, Konza got an attacking return and the week before, Pau Torres got one. you got to laugh at FPL sometimes. Gabriel to keep 0.2 million in the bank for future moves or Zinchenko. I think I would go Gabriel over Zinchenko. I just think there's more options that... Like we saw that Tomiyasu came on for Zinchenko. I just don't think Kivior is as likely to come on for Gabriel. There's risk with Gabriel because obviously we saw what happened at the start of the season, but he's so cheap now, it feels like that risk could be worth it. Would I be looking to Captain Watkins this week? No chance. No chance. The uh, I mean, look, Luton at home, great, but it's definitely going to be Salah or, or Haaland, I guess. Time to sell Pickford. If you've got a spare transfer, I would, yeah. Uh, Luca Dean seen more attacking today. Cash at some points was sitting quite deep. But that's because they were building up with a back three, right? So Cash is always going to sit deeper than Luca Dean in that system. Like, I didn't watch the game, but that's that's what it looked like. Bruno is a very good FPR set, but Man United is playing poorly. Yeah, look, there's no there's no there's no worry about holding on to Fernandez or anything like that. You don't you don't need to do that for sure. Uh your budget actually still looks pretty decent. I wildcarded game week eight because I was scared of getting priced out, but your team looks pretty decent. Yeah, look, again, price changes are always kind of overhyped a little bit in terms of how much they matter. There's, but the thing is, why is that the case? Well, because Simicast is now 4.4 million, right? There's always an option. Um, but yeah, I mean, once people sell those players they got on Game of Cake Wildcard, the, the difference they'll have won't be as much anyway. But yeah, there's, there's always an alternative option. Always. And sometimes you'll be able to keep pace and sometimes you'll get left behind. So who, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But I think generally, um, my team value is not awful. I mean, I got Trippier when he was cheap. I got I've I've made 0.1 on Alvarez. I got cash at 4.9. Like I have made I have made some money. 
Uh, Moreno also drew back soon. No good for Luca Dean. I don't think it's great for... But first of all, by the way, Moreno has been due back for about 12 or 16 weeks. So I'm not particularly worried about him at the moment. But I also don't think it's great news for Cash either. Uh, keep in mind... Yeah, by the way, I'm not looking to get Luca Dean. I'm just saying that Luca Dean going forward and Cash being a bit deeper is not hugely surprising. Yeah, definitely don't buy Luca Dean. That's not what I'm saying at all. Darwin's minutes are shocking. That's why I'm getting rid of I think they're actually all right compared to what they usually would be. I mean, it was after international break. There was always a chance he was going to be benched. But next three games, I think Darwin might start all of them. Uh, is Saka a decent captain shout? I think he is if you haven't got Salah, yeah? I don't think Luca Dean will get dropped with how well he's playing. I don't also don't... Like, Moreno's not going to get rushed back. Like, he's been out for so long. Okay, we've been going for over an hour, so I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining me for what has been mostly wildcard chat. So I apologize to anyone that's not on wildcard, but we have covered some other stuff as well. If you have enjoyed that, make sure to give it a like if you uh, yeah enjoyed it and you want to see more. Uh, if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. Much appreciated. I'll be back tomorrow with probably a wildcard video. Um, and obviously, it's a Friday deadline this week as well. Half six UK time. PM. PM UK time. Thanks for watching. I'm off. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And uh, I'll catch you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.